Hey, I'm Micah. And I'm Jen. From 1994 to 1996, Jen lived in the middle of nowhere, Montana. But not by choice. She was sent to a therapeutic boarding school. I had some issues. While there, she performed hard labor. There was also a lot of forced exercise. Went through daily, hours-long group therapy. That shit didn't work. And when she left, she was left with some holes in her life. Holes? One of the holes was her pop culture hole. Yeah, I missed a lot of shit. And that's a hole we can fill. So watch your head. It's time for... I never saw that. Hey, Micah. Hey, how's it going, Jen? What did the head say to the alien that was in it? Uh, I don't know what... what? Hey, get, hey, get out of here. All right, just starting off with the hey, joke. get out of here. Uh-huh. Well, because we're watching the show The Head, and um, there's an alien that lives inside this dude Jim's head. Uh-huh. And so I was just thinking it was a really funny idea, a really yeah. funny thought that the head itself was like a sentient sort of being on its own. So is the head another character? Is that what you're saying? In episode three, that's what happens? I'm not saying that's what happens. I'm just saying the head is sort of like another character, mm. really, if you think about it. Mm. And Actually, that, that's why that joke was so poignant. It does perform some actions in this episode. So true. Um, yeah? Well, I took a note at the very top of my notes that says, mentioned that if people listened all the way through last week's episode, they heard um, Roy, the alien's name, in reverse. Yes. But it wasn't last week, actually. It was the week before. I meant to say that on last week's episode. Uh, yeah. They're all kind of running together for multiple <laughs> yeah. reasons. So um, anyway, at the end of the first The Head episode we did, at the very end, you can hear what he actually said backwards. Which was? Or we could just tell you that what he said was, I'm from outer space. Yeah. And he says it right after he says, I'm from outer space. This is my yeah. name. And then he says, yeah. I'm from outer space backwards. Yeah. Um, it's crazy how things backwards sound like so you, different. Yeah, like absolutely nothing like. Yeah. It's weird, right? There are people that can understand it, I think, like figure it out. Really? Yeah. Do they train to do that or do they have some. I think it's like a brain like, thing. thing in their brain. Yeah. Mm. They wow. have brains that work. That's cool. I wish I had a brain that worked. I know. Brains <laughs> could do really cool things if we I use know, them. They could be, right? Yeah. Um, speaking of saying things backwards, that reminds me that while we were watching the episode we're about to talk about, yeah, they Gork and Roy have another conversation where they speak backwards a bunch. Yeah, partially. And we didn't, we said at the time, oh, we should flip those real quick, like record them and listen to them so that when we record about this episode, we can say what they said. Yeah, but what we'll do instead is just keep being like, a few steps behind ourselves. Yeah, we didn't do that again. I think we, I think that we've been really into sort of like time travel on this on this podcast recently. Yes, and so we have. It's it's just a lot of time travel, and you and and the good news for you, listener, is that you don't have to keep up because time travel never makes sense, and so you just roll with it. Right. Just stop trying. To make sense of what we're saying or doing. That's right. Um, no just listen one's to the... here to make sense of anything that we are saying <laughs> yeah. or doing. Just listen to the end of the episode, and we'll probably put them there and reverse them again. Yeah, just do that. But there will be some backwards 
words in there because they say certain words in English in their little speeches. It was really weird. Yeah. But it's something I noticed that I forgot to mention last time that Gork, I did, I think I did mention he has like a mid-Atlantic accent kind of, like a very proper accent when he's speaking English. But when he's speaking the alien language, he sounds just like Roy. Yeah, that's true. He has a very proper uh, sort of British voice some of the time. Much like the aliens from The Simpsons. Mm, Yeah. You know, he talks a lot like them. Yeah, what are their names? Krang and... Krang and Clank. Kang. Kang and Clang or... I think that's right. Kang is definitely right. Yeah. And we're not good at The Simpsons. Is there anything you wanted to say to me at all today or... Let me think. Um... I like your sweater. That's it's a nice sweater. It's fine. That's just the kind of day that it's been. No, I got this. I know. I oh yeah 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 yeah. You want to hear see in the funny papers? That's what you were. Well, it's my birthday. Well, yeah, that's what that's I was what I hoping meant. you were gonna say. That's what I meant no, for no, your no, birthday. No, no, but I what I was hoping is you were gonna say happy birthday for your or birthday. Something nice to me. Here's a see in the funny papers. Happy birthday. Thank you. See you in the funny papers. See you in the funny papers. See you in the funny papers. So for your birthday today, I got you a really good one. Is it a birthday related one? It's not. And it's it's funny. And it's a real joyful one. I'm so excited. Yeah. It's just so good and funny. And, you know, it's in a comic, so it makes sense that it's funny. Because comedy, you know? No, I don't. Oh, well, you're about to. So this is, uh, I'm not sure if we've done this one before. We probably have Beetle Bailey is what we're covering today. I think we might have done one. Did we do like, one? really early on in this segment's history. So this is Beetle Bailey for September 15th, 1994 by Mort Walker. And it's three panels, Jen. Are you ready? So there are three panels here. The first panel, um, there are two generals one's the old old general with the white mustache you know and they have i can tell they're generals because they have little things on their lapels and they have helmets on with stars on them so i think that means general helmet um and the old one with the white mustache is talking and next to him is the maybe the younger one the fatter one with the black mustache and the black hair and they're standing next to each other you can see them from about the shoulders up and behind them there's a silhouette of something it's like a hill or something off in the distance and you can see pointing up in little groups of three there are big like arrow shaped things so there's like missiles over there you know Uh pointing up in little groups of three and the old general is saying it's wonderful that russia and the u.s are destroying so many nuclear weapons so that's panel one Hmm. moving on to panel two i don't like this one Already. This is a like a close-up on the old general with the white mustache. And he says, just think, once we had enough to destroy the world a thousand times over. Now we're moving on to the third panel. You ready? Yeah, I know what it's going to be. It's going to be like, now we can only destroy it 500 times or whatever. Oh, close. So close, Jen. How did you see that coming? 999? Man, one? Is it 999 do you, times? Do you know this one? No, it's just really, really obvious. I think you know this one. I do not. Why would I know this one? Well, somebody probably had it's left a newspaper. It's a specific newspaper. comic strip that came out while I was gone. Yeah, There's somebody probably no left a newspaper in the like student lounge, you know, in Montana. 
and you Honey, you picked it up one day and you're like not... you read it and you're like ooh poignant I'm gonna remember this for the rest of my life. It's probably what happened. So, anyways, the number nine hundred ninety nine. Third panel. It's the two generals walking away now. They're walking the other direction, and it's their full body, um, and they're silhouetted now. So they're black. This is actually, I like this panel a lot. The artwork is interesting. They're almost completely black, but they have light on the front sides of their bodies. So there's like one white line. It's like a silhouette? It's like a silhouette, but there's one white line on the front. It's nice. I like it. I bet it is nice. I bet it looks really nice. It looks cool to look at. I bet it does look cool to look at. It's pleasing for my eyes to look at That is kind of like what (laughs) comic strips are for, you know, if you think about it. I mean, there's a lot of crappy art. It's like a quick version of drawing something. But not in this case. This one you picked is really cool art. Yeah. Yeah, and it matches the tone and everything. It's just real nice, real nice. So the older general is saying, now we can only destroy it. 10 times over. Wow. And the other general replies, wonderful. That's really fucking poignant and depressing. Yeah. Really depressing. That's what I thought. And I thought it was relevant to right now, you know? Yeah, that's great, Micah. Everybody wants to be reminded of the war that's happening Uh because that's why people tune into this particular podcast. Yeah, you know, 28 years later, everything's still the same. Nothing has changed. In fact, things have gotten much worse in that Russia has waged war on Yeah, there's a war. Ukraine. We talked a few weeks ago about how um, there's a baseball strike happening or about to happen. There was a baseball strike happening back then. And this, they almost had a play stoppage again this I'm time. I'm sorry, are you comparing <laughs> I'm not. I'm the saying trauma current of events a baseball are, are recurring and come back. Yeah, okay. Jen, that's what, I, okay. that's what I was saying. Okay. Okay. It was just as traumatic as war. For those of us that missed the no, 94, I, 95 baseball season. Now I understand what you were trying. 94. I, just 94. I get what you were saying. <laughs> I wonder when OJ is going to come back. Like, what's OJ going to do oh next? Oh, my God. Is he even well, he still? Has he's in jail, isn't he? I am He stole uncertain. some shit. Like, he broke into a hotel room and stole his own shit that was no, stolen I from I someone else I or something. Know. Well, um, that was a really depressing comic. Yeah. You're welcome. Happy birthday. And it's a great reminder of the hypocrisy of the United States, which is, you know, this show that we're watching does have some to do with that, I guess. So, yeah, thanks. See you in the funny paper soon. So this episode is called The Museum. It's episode five of The Head. Um, which is within episode three, because there are two episodes in each one. Let's just call it episode three, and then... Three A and three B? Sure. There's okay. two mini episodes within every episode. Mm-hmm. This is episode three, so there's the museum first, and then the second one is called Jim's Plan. I think we've made it sufficiently confusing for but everyone. they're really... I don't really know why they're separated, because they really, like, just lead right into each other. They kind of run together, yeah. But maybe just because it's cool to have like really sh- some really short things and a good breaking point. Yeah. Uh, I don't it's like know. a little intermission. First note I took. Yeah. Yes. This is my favorite segment that we do. First <laughs> note that Jen took. No, it's funny. It's it's <laughs> It just says anti-invasion machine. Yeah. Because the machine that they are trying to build by, by finding all the parts. Mm-hmm. So there are five parts. Of this machine that are scattered around the Earth or or the New York just area, the New York area, I think. 
And um, it's just called Anti-Invasion Machine. Do you want to know what my first note is? Uh-huh. The Anti-Invasion Machine. <gasps> Do we win a prize? Is there some? Is there like a bell going off right now? Like a siren Somewhere. type thing with like and a someone, flashing some, blue light? And angels getting their wings. Oh, is that what happens when we write down the same note? No, that's just what happens when a bell rings. Oh, okay. So it's just like a side effect of us getting something right. No, it has nothing to do with us at all. I was just saying that probably somewhere a bell was ringing when you said, is there a bell ringing? Like someone somewhere is walking into 7-Eleven right now. You know what I mean? Okay. So every time someone walks into a 7-Eleven, an angel angel gets gets, his wing. Yes. And coincidentally, if I also say, is there a bell ringing because we wrote down the first note, then... We directly gave an angel its wings. No, is what I'm I don't. Saying. But you're, that's, no. No, the bell ringing has nothing to do with us at all. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that, anyway, I think so probably. So what do we win? Why do the angels always get all the good shit? They get my, wings? Okay. Can I talk? Don't they already have wings if they're angels? Dude, you know that I'm talking about It's a Wonderful Life. So don't act like a, a dick, Okay. I'm just mad because I want something. We both read on the same note. I think we should I know, get something for that. I know, but so I think that that must mean that this was one of the very first things that was said in the episode. Yeah, Roy Roy. He must have it. immediately said, because you write down things that happen throughout write down the episode. word for word all the dialogue in the episode every time we do notes. Yeah. Yeah, so they're trying to uh, build an anti-invasion machine because Gork and the aliens like Gork are going to invade the Earth. And take over the human race. Right. And then do what? What's their ultimate goal? Just, uh, just like destroy the power? earth. Like take all the human resources brains, and... basically, I think. They're just and gonna do live what in with the them, though? And, I don't know. They just, like, that's what, are what they, they do. They're for? parasites. They go in and they yeah. eat the craniums. Maybe they are specifically looking for the brains of people who can hear something backwards <laughs> and reproduce it forwards. Because alien language is just English backwards, but then also some English words you have to say forwards. Yeah. Cool. I'm glad we figured that out. That has nothing to do with what I said, but... Um, The human anomalies are helping them find the pieces. They're all over at Jim's apartment, and they're having like a planning meeting, and it looks like kind of like a party. Like, Roy is carrying around a tray of drinks, and then he's later carrying around a tray of hot dogs, and there's a really gross (laughs) close-up of Ivan's mouth chest chest mouth eating a chest hot mouth. dog eating a hot dog with his like <laughs> chewing with his mouth open bad manners on that chest it's really mouth. funny yeah i guess we don't need to go over again so ivan so the human anomalies are all people who have who are human anomalies yeah yeah um good that was one of them has a huge it. mouth on his chest and his name is ivan um we did i think go over all of them last week yeah we did but as if they come up we will remind you because i wouldn't remember that if i listen to our podcast every week even i do actually but if i i wouldn't remember it week to week is what i'm saying it's kind of amazing because you you record the podcast and uh-huh. then you listen to it i and edit then you it don't remember yeah you edit it you listen to it several times and then you listen to it again once it's out yeah because i have fun. to know i just well i just have to know exactly what what people are hearing but your memory is so bad. Like, you don't remember what happens week to week. And yet, your other podcast demonstrates how good your memory is. The one where you just recite movies along with the movie. What are you saying my it. memory? What do you? Why do you say my memory is so bad week to week? It's not bad week to week. No, you were just saying it's that your memory, bad. like, you didn't remember even though you had just listened to it. 
That's not what I said. God, you're really not listening to me at all. <laughs> okay. Sorry. The next note I took is, ultimately, we're all alone. You look troubled. It's Madeline. I'm worried about her. And I miss her, too. Ultimately, we're all alone. Try to be strong. That's Roy's that's, way of That's his comforting, comforting comment. I was like, oh my God. And then I sank into an existential crisis for the rest of the fucking episode. From watching the head. Well, it is very existential. Yeah. I, I hadn't thought about it that way exactly. But when he said that, I was like, oh shit. They're getting really, real existential in here. So and then it, we go it, to a scene with the feds. Oh, it's so fucking funny. And the one fed, so one of the feds looks like, kind of looks Wood. like, but is like modeled after Clint Eastwood. For sure. Right. And the other one, I'm not sure if he's supposed to be modeled he after anyone. He has like anyone. a block head. Yeah. I don't know if there's someone in Hollywood that has like a square shaped head. I mean, there are probably Spencer several. Tracy? Yeah, he, but it's not, he doesn't look like Spencer yeah, Tracy. I don't know. Um, so he's just a fed. He's a real dumb fed. And he is sweating profusely and his face is red. And they show that for like a tight close up of his head, sweating and shaking, and his face is red. <laughs> yeah. He's holding his breath. And then they show the other yeah. fed, the Clint Eastwood one, and Timing he has a it. stopwatch. Oh my God. And he says, <sighs> One hour, 22 minutes, and 13 seconds. A new record. I, it's so funny it's funny and ridiculous and pointless and doesn't have anything to do with anything it's just them being real stupid oh yeah it's it's cops are stupid is what it is i i I am always going to be a fan of every iteration of that theme (laughs) all you know all types of cops even the feds the feds are stupid like they're just oh I, i just love that theme it makes me laugh very hard and they're such fucking dumbasses in this show and it's really great so then they show uh dr axel is tied up they have him trapped or whatever like what's the word i'm looking for imprisoned i guess uh Mm -hmm. they kidnap dr axel he's tied up there with them dr elliot gets a phone call and he he he's like interrogating dr axel and talking to him and then he interrupts him and says he walks over to the phone and slowly says i'm sorry I'm getting a phone call. And he points at himself <laughs> and then the phone. <laughs> it's really weird. I thought what I thought was really weird about them together having a conversation was that their eyes, the, the way they're drawn is such that their eyes are both closed all the time. And so it's just these two people with their eyes closed talking to each other. Mm-hmm. And well, that's what we do during the podcast. Everyone should looks- picture us that way. It looks very unusual. No, the only time my eyes are closed on the podcast are when is when you're rambling on and on and on about see you in the funny papers or some <laughs> other something boring. Then my eyes close. So basically just anytime I'm talking. No. On the podcast. Not at all, my Rambling on That's and not on what I'm my saying. long stories. You don't do that very often. Well, I mean, see in the funny papers is a whole thing. But um yeah, I just thought that was really funny that they it just makes it look very strange. Yeah, it makes it look very strange. So the phone call Dr. Axel gets is because it's his colleague at the museum who's calling him to tell him that they found, they discovered a meteorite that he wants Dr. Axel to come look at. So, of course, we know that's a piece of the anti-invasion machine. Mm -hmm. So they leave, um, and Dr. Axel 
works his way over to the phone. He's like tied up in a chair. Right. You know, you've seen it in a movie or whatever. The the hostage works their way across the room tied to a chair. And he does that. He gets the phone off the He falls down receiver. first, of course, because they have to fall down. I don't know how he got back up, but it doesn't matter. And then the best part is that he uses his tongue to dial, which I've never I've never seen before. You've never been tied up and had to use your tongue to dial a touchstone phone? Well, I didn't say that. Okay. <laughs> I'm I just meant Wait, Jen, wrong podcast. Hey oh, that was that's our other podcast. It's our sex podcast. It's called also called I never saw that. So Doctor anyway, calls Jim yeah. with his tongue. Mm-hmm. And he's talking to him. And he just knows Jim's number, yes. Yeah. Well, his tongue memorized it. Muscle memory. Yeah. Mus- the tongue is your strongest muscle in your body, I've heard. So it must have a really good memory. That's I don't, where I'd store all my phone numbers. I don't think that's how that works, bud. Oh, okay. Uh, so he calls Jim. They're talking. And then Jim's like, hold on, I'm getting another call. And he puts him on hold <laughs> really quick. And it's Madeline. And she wants to meet Jim. So he goes to meet her. They meet at a bridge um, in the park. And... um. Gork is asleep in her head, so she... Right. I don't know how she knows that, It's like herself. She could probably just feel it, you know, or he's snoring or something. So she's in control of herself again. And she tells Jim that she loves him. And he's worried that oh, he, yeah. she hates him because he got her into this mess and there's an alien in her head. Um, but she loves him and they kiss. And as she's they're... Like, I don't blame you for that. Yeah. As they kiss, their heads touch, like smushed together because they're so big. Mm-hmm. And it's real gross, kind of. Mm-hmm. And then Gork wakes up and comes out of the top, and he's like, "What's going on here?" Not in that voice, because his voice is different. Yeah, that's none of his voices at all. No, that was nothing like that. Um, and then, of course, Roy comes out, and they punch each other and fight. <laughs> yeah, that's what they mostly like to do together: is punch each other and fight. Yeah. Okay. What happens next? Because I don't have, I don't think I have any notes on. Oh, I have notes on Doctor Elliot. So after the fight, Gork goes back in Madeline's head and she runs off. Um, And then Roy notices that the tracking device is picking up a piece of the anti-invasion machine. And he says, (laughs) the meteor, it's somewhere to the west. And Jim says, meteor, west, the museum. What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, that's his thought process. I don't know. You have to acknowledge that his brain is probably real fucked up. Because there's an alien living in his head. So he's going to do some things that don't make a whole lot of sense. Like his communication style is going to be different. But it's not about communication style. It's about how did he make that connection. And also his brain isn't fucked up because he was right. Yeah. So it's not that his brain was fucked up. It's that he knows things. No, it's just the way he said it, though. He's like, Meteor, West. I know. at the museum. You know, it's a weird way to say it. I know. It doesn't make any sense. That's my point. But it does. He thought, what is west of here that would have a meteor? A museum, obviously. That's where meteors are. Okay. I think we're spending way too much time on this part. It was funny. Um, all I mostly wrote about for the rest of this little episode is that Dr. Elliot has serious issues with affirmation. And he he just keeps being like, if I can capture it. Yeah, he sees Roy. Then they'll all believe me. Right. Roy and goes in. And then at some point he's like, like, why won't they believe me, mommy? Yeah. Mommy. Why won't they believe me, mommy? <clears throat> I did see an alien. 
Roy goes room. in to Yikes. grab the meteorite, and Dr. Elliot's going to smash it. So Roy saves it, but Roy or Elliot sees him, and he then goes through this little whiny fit um, because he does. He has some issues from when he was a kid. He saw an alien, and I really think or I thought that they were going to at some point work together. Like he was going to realize what was happening and change it up. So we'll see. I just, he's got issues outside, uh, you know, in addition to the alien thing. Yes, he's been laughed at a lot over this particular issue, but he also clearly has like issues with his parents and childhood issues that, you know, he should really talk to someone about. Uh, But um, who is it that says it looks ugly? What's so special about it? I think Jim says that he, Roy gets the meteor meteor. and yeah, Roy gets it. And Jim says, what's so special about it? It's just a rock. It looks ugly. Yeah. Which to me, I was like, oh, more metaphors, you Mm. know, there's a lot that's special, you know, just because something looks ugly doesn't mean it's not special on the inside, Micah. Yeah. And it is special on the inside. And it is special on the inside. It is literally I, well, I was going to say diamond in the rough, but it's not literally a diamond. It's not a diamond. It's a hidden jewel, though. Yeah, it's it's the gemstone of power. It will power the anti-invasion machine. So Roy gets it out, but guess who shows up? Gork. Gork. Gork comes, takes the gem of power after they fight. He shoots Roy with it, and then he leaves. Yeah, and what I wrote was that Gork, so Gork uses it on Roy, and then Roy, it, like, makes him super weak and he's like on the floor shaking he's like like curled curled up up. in a ball shaking and it's really upsetting and it would have really upset me as a young person yeah if i had watched this it's not even that it's just seeing someone suffer like that is Mm. really upsetting or used to be i i'm i can handle it better now because i'm so much more desensitized right you've been watching those those TV shows that are violent and playing those violent video games. But I've always been really, really sensitive to that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And it would have upset me a lot. Is that the end of that first episode? That is the end of that episode. The next episode is called Jim's Plan. Let's see if we can make a a bell ring again, Jen. You want to? Oh, first note? Are we reading it at the same time? Okay, yeah. We'll read it at the same time. One. Well, we have to count down so it's synchronized. One. two, Two. Wait, on three or... No, no, like After on three. four. One, two, three, start. Okay, it'd be hard to do it on three because we'd both be saying three, I yeah. guess, so. One, One two, two, three. Roy I feel gets like in addition to, to the more feelings-focused metaphors, the, the show represents him. the absurd and chaotic nature of life. We did it again. <laughs> that was, no, that was so us, though. That <laughs> really, 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 really encapsulates the ways that we... Uh, um, approach this show. Yeah, I think I wrote down what What happened happened? and you wrote down something profound and I want you to read yours again. (laughs) Well, I, I just wrote, as you, as you heard just now, um, I feel like in addition to the more feelings focused metaphors, the show represents the absurd and chaotic nature of life, which I think there's a lot going on, but I do think on an existential level, these two episodes really struck me existentially i Mm -hmm. guess like because they're yeah i don't know i mean i don't know what else to say about that it's just that it's just that life is fucking absurd and chaotic and so is this show so what made you write that down do you remember i I don't know why don't you read what (laughs) happened again and then we'll know well roy was like 
Jim carries Roy back to his apartment in his head. He puts him in his head, takes him there, and then he takes him out and lays him down on the table. And Roy gives him a little pep talk and is like, you have to save me. You have to go get the gem of power or whatever it's called. And Jim's like, there's no way I can get it. the power of the stone will heal me. I can't get it. Yes, you can. If you don't, Earth will be helpless. So Jim has a plan. Um, He calls Ivan and he tells him to meet him at the government building. Yeah. He's like, you know, the big government building, meet me there. Mm -hmm. So they go to the government building to rescue Dr. Axel and their plan is fucking amazing. So they get in a van. Somebody has, I think Ivan has a big van and Mm -hmm. they meet in the van outside the government building. And they talk about what's our plan and they come up with a few ideas. And then Jim just takes Ivan's cellular and his cell phone and he dials the number of the government building and they answer (laughs) and he says, I need to report a flying saucer. Um, He tells them it was lit up like a Christmas tree or something and it was flying around. And so they put him on hold and, you know, and then as it does when you're put on hold. You get transferred right to the person in the building that you want to talk to immediately. Yeah, so it rings in Dr. Axel's room. Yeah. So he picks up a the phone totally again. Totally inexplicably. Like, wait, what? Yeah. And we even, like, rewound it to see if we missed something. But no, it didn't. It just was. That's what I'm saying. The was show that part is of the plan? absolutely absurd. Like, even those details, you know, about, like, phone calls and shit. It's not just aliens in people's heads. It's like... Down to the very, you know, everyday kind of tasks are absurd. Well, we need to move the plot along. Let's just do something stupid. Yeah, but they could have just had him call the government building and had Dr. Doctor Axel answer. Yeah, like, like he knew that number stupid or something. also, yeah. but not as stupid. Yeah. It was very fun. I mean, I'm a fan of it, but um, <laughs> also, um, is it when, I think it's when Jim decides, yes, he can do it. After once Roy convinces him, you can do this, you have to do this, he then tells Jim, Jim, you instilled in me a new sense of hope. I just wanted you to know that. And Jim's like, Okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, yes. Just yes. the whole tone of mm-hmm. all of it. I okay, just bye. love it so much. <laughs> I also love it when the feds run. Because they look yeah, they look totally ridiculous. ridiculous. Everybody looks ridiculous again, when they run in this show. Again, it's the feds being total dipshits, and I just dig it. I love it. So their big plan basically is tell Dr. Axel we're outside in a van, and he jumps out the window of the building and uses his unbuttoned shirt oh my God. as a parachute. Yeah. And lands belly flops Still onto seems the like top he lands pretty hard on the van. I but found he's totally myself fine. wondering... After that, actually, I think I was distracted for a minute or two thinking, would that actually make any difference? If you jumped off a a very tall building and you used your shirt, Micah's laughing really hard at me right now. (laughs) I hate you. No, keep going, please. No, you're a dick. No, forget it. No, it could work if your shirt was like really big, like one of those huge. That's why I was like, okay, so parachutes are 
Right. Much, much, much larger. I realize that. But I'm just saying, would it make any difference in terms of slowing? Would it? Is there any possibility that it could slow your fall enough for you to not die when you hit the ground or the top of the van? So, you know, not counting the fact that Dr. Axel's clothes are very close fitting in the when he's drawn wearing a shirt. Usually they're very tight. Um, if we look at the history of fashion <laughs> in the 90s, what I was wearing probably around this time in 94 uh, was probably like when I went when I got super dressed up to go to the the dance on Friday night. You know, um, I probably wore a big baggy silk shirt. Remember those were cool. No, no just me. I mean, there are were, you being serious? Yeah. Or? Oh yeah. Remember uh, yes. silk shirts? Okay. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah. And we talked about. I, mean, I don't during, know. I was in Montana during my so-called life. We talked about like Graham's clothes. His suits were always like four sizes too big. So you're saying those clothes might make a difference. In the 90s, I guess, if you were wearing a big enough shirt and it was made of parachute fabric. Okay, so no. And it was tied so the answer is no. to your back with like a harness type situation, like a parachute. It's just, it just seems like it looks so feasible. It seems so feasible to me. Well, it's interesting you say that because you just said, seems like you landed pretty hard still. <laughs> So, I know, but it. I mean, also he survived. He was fine. Definitely slowed him. It definitely slowed him down. He would have landed much harder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, I it probably would hey, slow you down a measurable amount. But I want to see MythBusters. Not very much. I want to see MythBusters do it. If you can unbutton your shirt, unbutton and your shirt, use it jump as a off parachute. a building or out of a window, mm -hmm. and see if it saves your life. Let's test it out. Let's do it. No, I said Mythbusters. No, we Mythbusters isn't on anymore. We can do it ourselves. This is like a home. We'll do it and we'll report back before the next episode. I just need to get a crash test dummy, some big shirts. Let's do it. Okay. Seriously, you all should have seen how hard Micah just laughed at me though. It was so mean. It was beautiful. I knew what was coming. It was just, it was great. So anyway, Dr. Axel's fine. They drive away. It works. Totally works. Yeah, and then uh, there's just more uh, more existential dread stuff, like the earth is in trouble, someone says, and then I started thinking like, oh, wow, is this show about climate change? Is this show about the fucking Christian right? You know, all the things that are destroying the fucking world. And then I got sad again because like things have only gotten worse. Since this particular moment in time. Mm. Or or it could just be about aliens in people's heads. It could, Micah, but invasion. that's just never how I'm going to look at it. Yeah. That's how you look at it, <laughs> you sweet, simple man. <laughs> I like the sweet part Listen, that you you're threw the, in there you're and a lied sweet, about. You're a sweet, simple, linear man, and I'm the one who doesn't understand physics. So it's <laughs> fine. We have, we both have our... Our strengths and our unstrengths. Unstrengths, yep. I'm a writer. Mm -hmm. So then we've got a real plan with a twist. Do you remember what happens next? Mm, I'm trying to remember. I'll just tell you. That's what they we do. They trick Gork somehow. Yeah, they trick Gork. So Jim tells Dr. Axel that he he tells him the whole story. There's an alien in his head. There are other aliens coming. Yeah. The next scene we see, Dr. Axel goes back to government building and <laughs> is talking to feds. 
and he tells <laughs> Dr. Elliot, Jim is insane. He, oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. He thinks there's an alien in his head, or he, he thinks the alien is his friend. Um, he's clearly delusional. I need your help. Take me to his house, and we'll, or take me to Madeline's house, and we'll get him, and like trap him and everything and so yeah and i had no idea which side he was actually on because he was either lying to dr elliot or to jim um so i wasn't sure at that point he does a good job of selling it and they do a good good. job it's very good audience yeah yeah so um he sneaks up and is watching through the window as jim goes over to madeline's house and tries to wake up gork he starts banging on pots and pans and turns on the blender and the coffee grinder and everything he can to get gork to wake up Soon as Gork pops out, guess what happens? Dr. Axel grabs Madeline and takes her into the other yep. room while Roy and Gork fight. Or actually, Roy isn't. Roy's no, like, Jim and Gork yeah, fight. Roy's dying, basically. So Jim and Gork fight, and this is where the head comes into play. Jim yeah. actually smashes Gork with his head it's at awesome. one point. It's, it's pretty awesome. sweet. Um, yeah, it's like, hey, man, you here's this this disability or this thing that you think it's wrong with you, that's different, and you just figured out how to fucking use it to your advantage right, right. on. Use your strengths. Or your unstrengths. Use your unstrengths. Turn, them turn into strengths. your unstrengths into strengths. That's right. Is what I always say. Yep. <laughs> you always do. I do always do. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you're a writer. <laughs> Listen, uh, no one ever said I was a good writer. <laughs> Anybody is a writer who writes things. That's true. Mm-hmm. Some of the, them just have less unstrengths and more strengths. So, and some have less strengths and more unstrengths. When it, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, so he squishes Gork, but Gork does not die or anything. No, he's still, he doesn't. And then he like runs off, right? No. So he smashes Gork with his head and a- Dr. Axel got the stone out of Madeline's yeah. head and throws it to Roy. Right. And then, um, or throws it to Jim. Jim, who uses it on Roy to bring him back to and life. And Roy does this, he pulls Gork into Jim's head. Oh God, that's right. And then, and they, then they have a whole fight, fight in, Jim's in the head. head and you can see them fighting like. Yeah, like poking out of a bag yeah, kind of. It's very funny. Um, and then the goons come in, the feds come yeah, in yeah. and they tranquilize the shit out of Gork. They shoot him with like a hundred tranquilizer oh, darts. Oh God, that's right. And they put him in this like electrified net and drag okay, him but off. Why is Gork the only, the only one? Does does um, Roy kick him out of the head? Yes. Did you he just say that? Or? Kicks him okay. out of the head. Um, so they take away the alien, and so Dr. Elliot's happy because they captured the alien, and Roy is saved, um, yep. and, and then Madeline's head. I, that's what I was going to say. Then we go and we see Madeline with Dr. Axel, and her head is somehow back to normal size all of a sudden. Yeah, she looks totally normal again, does, like little I, I, I short black haircut. What I don't understand is how that that works, because like when Roy leaves Jim's head... It's not like his head goes back to normal suddenly. Right. But her head went back to normal suddenly. Well, they're different species of aliens, so they inhabit heads differently, maybe. Maybe when he's incapacitated, the maybe. his host's head goes back to normal. Jim is a willing head donor. Is he? he? No, he's not. Well, he wasn't at first, but he is now. He's kind of into Roy being in there, and he's coming up with his own plan, and he's more... He's more confident. Confident, Yeah. You know, I think, honestly, I know I keep, like, looking for metaphors and thinking about things metaphorically. And maybe that's annoying because 
I'm kind of all over the place, but I feel like there's just so many ways to look at this show. There's so many things going on. Like your Jim is finding who he is via stepping way the fuck outside his comfort zone, right? And developing this issue, <laughs> this unstrength, if you will. Um, <laughs> but through that also like finding his people and mm, finding mm-hmm. his voice and finding his strength and finding, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, and it, and it's, it's, it's trite, I guess, but. At some point is, are they going to save the world and stop the invasion and Jim, Roy is going to leave Jim's head and Jim's going to go back to normal and then. Yeah. He's going to be worried about not being confident. And then we're going to find out that the alien was inside him the whole time. The confidence was inside him without the alien inside him the whole time. Yes. It's like a Dumbo feather thing. Yes. I do. That's going to be episode seven. Well, not of season one because there are two seasons. And then what would season two be? Well, I don't think season two is about um, the head very much. I think it's about more of the human anomalies. That's what I read, at least. Oh, really? Yeah. That's fucking interesting, man. So there is one little cliffhanger they leave us with um, after you yeah. know, Roy is saved. He feels better. Madeline's head is back to normal. Gork is captured. Yeah. They, uh, so they got the gemstone, mm-hmm. but. They lost they the locator to device. They keep track of the locator. Yeah. So. The locator, it's gone. Gork what I wrote. must have taken it when Roy threw him out of Jim's head or something. Yeah. Because it was probably in Jim's head, right? Yeah, so it's gone to be It was continued. definitely in Jim's head because Roy was using it before to locate stuff. Yeah, and that's it. I guess that's all we have to talk about for the head right now. Yeah, and sort of what I was getting at a minute ago with just Jim's whole, like, character development that's going on right now is is how, like, oh, I, I can't think of a less trite way to say it, but, you know, adversity makes us stronger kind of bullshit. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying adversity is good or always good, but I but I do think that that's true. Like that going through weird and tough shit helps you find who you are mm-hmm. more. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously that relates to Montana, like thinking about and also just his whole issue with confidence and thinking that he can't do things like I will say that the one the one thing, not the one, the one, one of a very few things that I really appreciated about my time at the therapeutic boarding school was that I did things physically that I never would have thought I could do. Mm-hmm. And yes, it was forced. I was forced to do it. Um, I had no say in the matter, and I think that's fucked up, and I don't think that ever should have happened. But but at the same time, I felt really strong and really powerful in myself because of that. And so, like, I'm very anti-forced exercise and forced hard labor, which we did a ton of. That was, like, a huge percentage of my time there. I would say 50% of my life there was that, was basically that. yeah, and I, I think, absolutely don't condone that. Right. But I also wouldn't have done any of those things. You know, I wouldn't have skied up mountains with a backpack on and, you know, I don't know, all the other fucking things I did that. Yeah, I think you can be anti 
forced exercise and abuse, basically, and still acknowledge that that is something that happened to you. And well, and that I felt good because of it. Yeah. Right. That's the weird part. Mm -hmm. And it's weird. It's hard to express. It's hard to it's just hard to figure that out because I I I hate exercise. I really do. And I, I like being active. I like doing active things. But I hate exercise for the sake of exercise. You think and, it's because you were forced well, to do it at that? You know, I think about that a lot, point? and I, I do think that that does play a big role for me. Like, I think that there's part of me that is still like rebelling against that. But I also think I'm just not an exercise person. It's exactly like how I feel about pulling weeds. You know, I don't like it because I was forced to do it as a kid. Yeah, is it exactly like that? It's exactly the same. You know? Were you forced to pull weeds for like 12 hours a day mm -hmm. and Making not allowed degrees. to speak to any, any other yep. humans? Well, I could speak to the weeds as much as I wanted. Mom would send me out and say, <laughs> my, my ears <laughs> need know, a rest, honey. You know, it's really funny. Don't talk to the weeds, please. I, I would totally believe this. This might have actually <laughs> happened to Micah, you guys. It might be your story we need to be talking no. about. No, I, yeah, I've wondered that before too because... You were forced to do so much exercise and there's that that part of you that's that's just part of your personality still that you like you don't like being told what to do and you rebel against those things and you don't want to be I, I think that's totally natural because of yeah. what you went through, but it's also just I think it's been part of you your whole life. That's it's the just, thing is like that and that's how, that's always hard to sort out is like what was already because it's not like I was into exercise before I left. I was not. I mean, my first day there, we did a super, well, maybe after being there for a while, it wasn't even a hard bike ride. But we did, a you know, what was for me a, an incredibly difficult bike ride, mm -hmm. like riding up, you know, these mountain bike trails. Not mountain. We never rode on mountain bike trails, really. We rode on like dirt Fire roads. roads and, stuff. and Yes. Yeah. Those are mountain bike trails, kind of. I mean, yeah. not well, I just track, I just yeah. always picture like yeah. through the woods, right. like, and these were wider, you know, roads. But right, there's like how many of you riding along? Thirty-ish. Yeah, pack? we wouldn't have been able to do the smaller ones. But and did the um? But no, but I. But let me finish. What I was okay. saying is that I remember Gary, the one counselor who had a degree in psychology and who was really amazing, actually. He was the one that was on the bike ride with us. And I was in the front because they always put the new girl in the front. Yeah, they always put the new girl in the front. So that everybody doesn't leave you in the dust? Cause you... Yeah, I guess. And and I think to put pressure on you, too, mm -hmm. to like... But when there was a brand new person and you were in the back, like anywhere behind them, it was awesome because, mm -hmm. well, eh, it depends. Like some of us wanted to just get the fuck up the hill. Yeah. But for some of us, it was like, yes, we get to just like have a leisurely a bit, ride. Yeah. Like we are not going to go very fast because this person clearly <laughs> Unless, is not in good shape. Did you have any people show up who yes. were in good shape? Yes. And then you're like, oh, fuck. Yes. I hated those people. <laughs> they were the worst. Sucked. Yeah, but that was not me. I was not that person. I, I mean, I was huffing and puffing. I was a smoker and I was, you know... Trying to get up that mountain, I just remember Gary saying to me, when was the last time you, like, exerted yourself like mm -hmm. this or, like, worked, exercised this hard? And I think my response was, like, fucking never. Yeah. Like, I just, you know, I 
I hiked and stuff as a kid and I loved running as a kid. Um, but as I got older, it just wasn't, I don't know. It's just never been my thing. So yes, now there's the rebellion on top of that. Mm-hmm. And I do wonder, cause you know, like being in my fucking mid forties now, I, I wonder if without the Montana experience, if I would, I don't know just what my attitude about exercise would be. Mm-hmm. If I'd be more willing to do it and stay in shape. and But I think also I have fucking ADHD that went undiagnosed for my entire life. And that's a huge part of what makes it so difficult for me to really do anything mm-hmm. at all. Like, I can't stick to a routine. I just never found a form of exercise that I um, stick with. But anyway, it's not all about exercise. That's just sort of... I mean, I guess exercise could be another metaphor for all kinds of things, but um, just <laughs> just real quick, the other thing that happened today, because it's my birthday, my old friend, Crystal, who used to listen to this podcast, I'm not sure if she still does, but she <laughs> posted a photo of the two of us at going to homecoming our sophomore year in high school. So like right before you left? Ooh, like yeah, a I year mean, before you left, maybe? You, you know, yeah, the fall before mm-hmm. I left. Um, it was the only homecoming I ever went to. And uh, the picture is just really, I just keep looking at it because we're so young and cute and whatever. But I, I also look really pale. Mm. And I know I was not well mm. at the time. But it's, it is cool to see a picture of the two of us because she was a friend that I had from I was, we got really close in like seventh grade. So we were really, really close in middle school. And um, so what I'm saying is she's a friend that I didn't, our friendship wasn't like um, reliant on like drugs and alcohol. <laughs> you know what I mm-hmm. mean? Um, so it's kind of sweet to see a picture of me from not long before. Cause I don't really have any hmm. pictures from that time at all. So, I mean, it's sweet. It's bittersweet, I guess. But, yeah, um, I mean, I don't think I have many pictures of myself from that time because yeah, like but who just does? For the I don't typical know. Reasons of like I was awkward and not happy and <laughs> not happy with how I looked, and I probably got rid of all of them. Yeah, um, and I don't like looking at them. But but friends have posted some on Facebook in the last several years. You know, when Facebook when we all started getting back in touch and everybody goes through all those faces of hey, oh, yeah. look what I found, and they scan all these photos. Yeah, and I hate it. I know. I have a. <laughs> I, there have been a few photos. Another friend of mine has posted a photo of me and him, where I, he's like, his comment is like, you can tell that Jen has kind eyes, and when I look at it, I'm like, no, you can tell that I am fucked up. Like mm. that is not. I don't know. I mean, that's just. Uh, yeah, yeah, you it's have funny another what, layer. Of... Well, yeah, it's funny what you know when you look at it and you yeah. think like, okay, right. when was this? Ooh, that was not a good time. But I do kind of wish I had other pictures. I would really like to see some other pictures from yeah. that period, like before I left. So anyway, thank you, Crystal, if you're listening for posting that photo. I, <laughs> I it's, uh, it's a good one. I like it. And I think that just about wraps us up for this week. Yeah, we're going to keep doing the head. So we've got another yeah, episode coming. Yeah, we're just going to do seven episodes of the head. I hope you all are gonna okay with that. We're just going to put our heads down and power through. That's really funny. If you will. Um, I hope you're okay with that. It's a really fun show, so... I, I recommend spending the 10 bucks to buy it. That's what we ended up doing is buying the first season. It's, it's, I think it's definitely worth it. 
Yeah, it's been good so far. I think if I'm, you like Gen I'm X, looking forward to the next couple like episodes. 90s animation, you know. And it's short and easy to. If you watch like Beavis and Butthead, yeah, it's very short. If you like Beavis and Butthead, I feel like you can't not like this show. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's similar but with less music videos, more narrative. Yeah, more aliens. Yeah, more metaphors. <laughs> Beavis and Butthead's pretty simple. It's I don't know that there's a lot of depth <laughs> in that show actually, and I actually I don't. I would say a hundred percent with a hundred percent certainty that there's no depth at all in that oh, show, man. and that's what. I really adore about it, actually. We have been wanting to do Beavis and Butthead. One of the problems is, like, our friend Eric really wants to do Beavis and Butthead. He was a guest for the Rancid episode. And the issue is... One of our very first episodes. This issue came up with some other things we watched. Um, The music that was on the original episodes that were aired on MTV, when it changed to, like, digital distribution... They didn't have the rights for those songs anymore. Yeah, it's so, so they don't have the music videos in them. And sucks. Yeah. Sucks. So you can still watch the old episodes, but either they don't have any music videos or they have different ones or something. And they're my favorite they parts just, of like, those shows skip were that part? when Beavis and Butthead were watching the videos and commenting. Oh, and commenting. On them oh my God. And it, like banging well, their heads. And wasn't that the most of the. Sh- that's what the show was in the beginning. I feel like that's all it was. It was just another. It was just sort of another way to watch music videos. Yeah. They always but had via these interspersed, two but they had little stories where they would go off and sure. have terrible yeah, adventures. Yeah. Yeah, was, um, yeah. But most of their time was spent sitting in front of the TV and watching MTV. Oh, man. Yeah. I hate so, music licensing shit. I really hate it. If anyone has a way to watch those, like if you taped a whole bunch of oh, yeah, or you had like episodes, a DVD or something. Oh my god! Well, well, I don't think they're on the DVDs either. I don't think what I don't think the originals are available anymore. Oh my god! But if I'm wrong, if you do have DVDs with the original music videos, let us know because we would love to watch them. What about if you have like? So you're saying MTV doesn't have the rights anymore? Because what if you had MTV? And they were showing old Beavis and Butthead episodes. I don't know if they do that. I know, but could they? I don't know. Who are you saying didn't have the rights? What do I look like? A fucking lawyer? You said they didn't have the rights. So they Who... got the rights. They had the the deals were probably, and I'm just guessing because I don't know all the details, but the deals were probably for them to show the those video or that show live on MTV and play the videos just like they played other videos, but they didn't have the rights to distribute it later on DVDs or on, you know, digitally or okay. so to if, sell it over the internet or stream it or do MTV any of that stuff. If MTV ever shows like old Beavis and Butthead episodes, then they're, that would be the way to watch them. Maybe, unless they had limited like years they could show them or something. Hmm. I don't know if they still... We should would have the rights, but look into that. If more, anybody cause... knows, look into that. Let us know. Send us your old VHS copies that you recorded, because I love watching things that way too on YouTube every once in a while. Like like when we watched that terrible kids family yes family show, challenge. It had all the original commercials in there. Oh yeah, that was that. really amazing. Man, that show sucked. And oh, that other that's MTV a good show. You guys should listen to that episode. The, the real dating world? game one oh. that we watched. Oh, fuck. Ooh, that had the real Singled commercials too. Singled out? Singled out, yeah. With Jenny McCarthy. Oh, man. So send us your we VHS tapes. We have done tapes. some good stuff. 
Anyway, yeah. So we're going to keep going with the head. Let us know if you have any thoughts or questions uh, either about Montana or really about anything. Mm-hmm. You want to know... Um, <laughs> if it'll work to jump off a building with a, your shirt as a parachute? That's a really good one. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to find out. Then what? They we'll have our kid try it. Test, you text know, us so that the same question that we we're asking ourselves. and don't know the answer to? What? What? No, we're going to try it out. Oh, we're doing it. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> thank you, as always, for listening. We appreciate you if you're out there. Um, yeah, and if you're new to the podcast, we keep saying we should say this every time, but go back and listen to... Yeah, make sure you listen to episode one, yeah. Montana. It's not very long. It's like Gives a little 17 backstory. or 18 minutes, and it just tells you what this podcast is, why it exists. It gives you the whole context. And then um, if you're interested in that part of the story, honestly, I recommend listening straight through the episodes. But if you don't care as much about that, you can just jump around to whatever pop culture topics you're interested in. Yeah, we've covered Which a lot. Which you can do that anyway, obviously. Pick and choose. If you really loved, like, Cool Runnings, you can watch that. Oh, if you loved Johnny Mnemonic, so good. I Don't Want to Know You. Um, wow. If you loved Batman Forever. Okay, let's again. not make statements like that. <laughs> yeah, no, Batman Forever, though, yes. I stand by I stand by you Okay, yeah, one. yeah. We don't want to no, hear No, I'm kidding. You. Actually, it's fine if you love Batman Forever, but The Mask, I can't. I can't. Right. Those are great episodes, though. Um, I'll still want to. I, I, I do want to know you still, <laughs> but I don't understand. It's okay. Everyone can have their things that they like, and I don't want to yuck anyone's yums, um, even if it's Johnny Mnemonic or Batman Forever. That's fine. I understand that. What about the mask, though? I didn't say anything about the mask <laughs> Intentionally, <on purpose>. okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so just to be clear, I do still want to know you. Even if you love the mask, Micah doesn't. So don't try tweeting him no. and like trying to make friends over here Everyone because knows. he is not your friend. So I wouldn't mind knowing you. It's fine. Just don't talk to the ma- Talk it's to fine. me about the mask. It's fine. No, it's, it's fine. not. Okay. Yeah, and that's that's that. Uh, if you are looking or feeling like, man, these guys are great. I love this show. I'd like to support them more than you could tell a friend about this show, or you could write a review or rate us on iTunes, or you could become a patron. We're on Patreon, patreon.com slash I never saw that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, or just, you know, interact with us in some way because yeah. that really, really makes our day. And if you don't like the show and you're wondering why you just spent so much time listening to us, then you can tell an enemy about the show. Oh, good um, idea. Do that though. Tell, tell an enemy. Because um, if you don't like that person and you don't like us, no, then maybe they'll like us. So wait, if you don't like that person mm-hmm. and you don't like us, mm-hmm. then oh, so you're saying by default that person will like us? Maybe I said maybe. Okay, good. So I was gonna say I don't think that is a logic puzzle that works out. Okay, well, thank you all, and we love you and appreciate you. And thanks to Grandma Cray for our artwork. Thank you to Fifi Folios for our internet stuff. Thanks to Minus Violet for our music. Until next time, see, see you in, in the, the 90s. 90s. So, you think you can stop us by finding the pieces? Thing is to assemble the pieces. Ha! <laughs> Fisher them! Well, you're in for it! You're free, you know, and you're running out, messing out of time. <laughs>